Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Good morning to every one of us. Have you greeted the person beside you today? Well, greet him. Praise God. So glad to sit beside you this morning. If the person is not smiling, please give the person a good smile. Yeah. So good to sit beside you this morning. Praise God. Amen. God is a good God. God is a good God. Amen. Let, let's turn our Bibles to Second Corinthians in chapter 10 as we continue our, uh, our teachings on victory in spiritual warfare. Victory in spiritual warfare. We started that last Sunday. We continued on Wednesday. And now we'll, we'll do this today. And also on Wednesday, we said both during the midweek service and the Sunday services, we will run this. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for your word. We receive your word with meekness in our hearts today. Open it up to us. Open to us the scriptures so that we can understand. Thank you, Father, for the knowledge of Jesus Christ is made, uh, is made real. It's made strong in our hearts today in the name of Jesus. We come against every hindrance whatsoever. The word of God has free course in this place and it is glorified in the name of Jesus. Burdens are lifted, yokes are destroyed by the reason of the anointing in your word in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Everyone under the sound of my voice will hear well, will hear right and be healed in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Okay. Second um, Corinthians in chapter f um, 10. We. Let's read um, verse 3. It says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Amen. For the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ and having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Hallelujah. Last week and on Wednesday, we, we talked around strongholds. We said the warfare of the believer is spiritual in nature, even though we are in the flesh. When we say we are in the flesh, what do we mean? We mean we are in our physical bodies. Okay? We are in our physical bodies. Even though we are in our physical bodies, our warfare is not physical. And so it will be wrong for you 
to engage spiritual battles with physical weapons. For the weapons of our warfare, they are not fleshly. They are not physical. They are not AK-47s or F F-16, is the F-15 now, you know, uh, or air-to-missile, or ding-gongs, or cow horns. Okay? You're not, you know what I mean by that? Right. Hallelujah. But they are mighty. Now, why does he say they are mighty? He wants us to understand that the fact that you cannot, they are not physical, they are not things you can touch, right? It does not diminish its might, their capacity. Are you listening to me? Because we we live in a flesh-ruled world, right? We believe that physical things are more effective because that's our tendency. I was teaching on eternal life yesterday uh, on Kingsville Global and I said something that eternal life is a substance because it can be given. See? He said, I give to them eternal life. Something that can be given is a substance. As the Father has life in himself, so as he given the Son, John 5, 24, so has he given the son to have life in himself. First John 5 verse 10 tells us that the f- he that, verse 11 says, he that has the son has life. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. So it's spiritual substance. But, and that is the only kind of life that God has. That's the only kind of life that God has. That's the reason why God can never be sick. That's the reason why God can never ever fail. Because that nature, that kind of life that he has does not know any of those things. That's why he can never die. There is no death in God. Because eternal life knows nothing else outside of it. Hallelujah. So, he now says, I give them eternal life. 
Praise God. Man was not originally created to die. But because we now live in a fallen world where this body has now, now knows mortality, a time is going to come where death will be swallowed completely by life. And this, our body is going to change and we will have a body that will never ever know death. Will that that will only know life. Why? Because it will only have eternal life, that nature of God. And so, he says the weapons of our warfare are mighty. He's emphasizing that so that you will know that even though you can't see them, glory to God, even though you can't see the weapons, they are stronger than physical weapons. Just like eternal life, you can't see it. Right? But it is substantial. It's a substance. It's, in fact, it flows. Praise God. I give to you eternal life. And as carriers of eternal life, when you go preach the gospel to someone or share the word with someone, what you are doing is that you are transmitting eternal life. Because he said, I give them eternal life. Praise God. As the father has life in himself, so has he given the son to have life in himself. I and my father are one. Said, I pray that they will know, they will come to understand this, that I am in you, you are in me, and that we are in them. So he says, he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. So it is God in us, us in God. It's not God separate you, separate. It's union, a fusion. Like I was saying on Wednesday, or was it on Wednesday now or yesterday? You know, so many messages, so I don't, can't remember sometimes where I said it. When you pour water, sorry, when you pour salt in, in, a, in, in a cup of water and you stir it, Right? Until the salt dissolves. I almost said melt. <laughs> Lord Jesus. The, until it dissolves. After dissolving, you cannot, with your physical eyes, separate between the water and the salt. It's all become a homogeneous mixture. I and the Father are one. He is in me, you are in me. That they may know that we are one. You are one with divinity. Amen. 
So what he is, you are. He's a champion. That's why you can sing you are a champion. Glory to God. Glory to God. He wins always. That's why you can win always. He, the life that he has is a winning life. Always wins. That's why you and I can say we always win. <laughs> For anywhere the tide turns, you win always. Glory to God. So, they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Praise God. And we said that the arena of the battle is in the mind. Because he tells us that these strongholds, to, uh, describing the strongholds, he says pulling down strongholds. And how do we do it? He said we should cast them down. It means to, to detach. It means to completely obliterate. Take out. Hallelujah. Cast them. Take them out. Casting down imaginations. So listen. The devil is only as strong as the strongholds that he occupies in the life of a person. So the devil's strength and the manifestation of his strength is in those strongholds. We said a stronghold is a fortress where things can hide. But you know what? The devil is not the only one that builds strongholds or fortresses. Psalm 18 verse 2. Let's go there. Praise God. So in spiritual warfare... When a stronghold is dismantled, another stronghold has got to be built to replace it. Yeah. Let's read together. One to go. The Lord is my rock. I said let's read together. One to go. The Lord is my rock and my fortress. That word fortress means stronghold. So let's use Paul's terms, terminology, right? It's our fortress. Let's use the word stronghold. So let's read it together. One to go. The Lord is my rock and my stronghold and my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust, my buckler and the horn of my salvation and my high tower. That is who he is to the believer. David was, an, was not born again at the time, but David had this revelation. So revelation is not only for the born again Christian. Hallelujah. Or else nobody will get born again. Because it takes revelation to receive Jesus. Praise God. So, so he said, the Lord is my rock. 
is my fortress or my stronghold. So, David had built the strong, this stronghold in his mind. And that was the reason why he could challenge Goliath. The battle between Goliath and Israel was a mind battle. Every battle is first fought in the mind. Because that is where the battlefield is. Glory to God. So, pulling, write this down if you will. Pulling down strongholds is the demolition and the removal of our old ways of thinking. So that the actual presence of Jesus Christ can be manifested through us. Let me say it again. Pulling down strongholds. Is the demolition and removal of our old ways of thinking. So Satan builds a stronghold on the things we think we are on, the, on our old ways of thinking. Hallelujah. So that the actual presence of Jesus Christ, uh, right? may be manifested through us. Remember, I said that by the time you are pulling down a stronghold, what are you doing? You ought to erect another one. Because that is the nature of spiritual battles. Look at Matthew's gospel, chapter 12. Matthew chapter 12, Jesus describes it this way. Praise God. Matthew 12, give me verse 43. We'll read from verse 43 to 45. So when the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, this is the nature of spiritual battles, he walks through dry places, seeking rest and findeth none. Uh-huh. Then he saith, I will return into my house from whence I came. And when he is come, he finds it empty, swept and garnished. That's the nature of spiritual battles. Demonic activities that seek to build strongholds in men. When those strongholds are removed by the revelation of the word of God that, is, that comes to you part time. Praise God. When your eyes become open to see. Amen. He says you don't just see it and just rejoice. And leave it. Hallelujah. And live. Uh, you don't feed on it. You don't build. See, remember, a stronghold is not built in a day. A stronghold is built over time. So that a person receives the revelation today, if he does not sit on the revelation and build on that revelation, this is what demonic spirits do. They will still come back. They will come back with those suggestions. They will come back with those thoughts. Hallelujah. Next verse. Verse 45. Then he goeth and taketh with himself seven other spirits more wicked than himself. And they enter in and dwell there. 
And the last state of that man is worse than the first. So when we don't stay with the lights, what is darkness? Darkness is simply the absence of light. Darkness is not created though. It's simply the absence of light. We don't create darkness. It's simply the absence of light. So, we've got to build our own strongholds with the word. Or else, those old ways of thinking, because that is the world's way of thinking, right? When an eaglet stays long enough with chicks, it will act like chicks. Praise God. Write this down. I'm going to say them in different, different ways. A demonic stronghold. Yeah. Someone says, are there demonic strongholds? Yes. Let me say this. Once you are a believer, you can never be possessed of the devil. Possession means ownership. Hallelujah. Um, you know, when people, uh, when there are disputes over properties, they will write, and someone gets judgment in his favor. He will go to that place and write, possession taken, or something like that. Possession taken by by court order. And they write DCB, whatever, 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 whatever. Possession taken. They've come to take possession. That means they've come to take ownership. So when you say, can a Christian be possessed? A Christian can't be because Jesus said you were bought with a price. You don't own yourself. I now own you. (laughs) So you can't have two masters. You can't have two owners. I'm so glad I belong to Jesus. I belong to Jesus. I belong to my Lord. I'm so glad I belong to Jesus. I belong to Jesus. I belong to my Lord. So, I belong to him. But a Christian can be oppressed. Hallelujah. Have you seen, have you seen a landlord oppressed by the tenants before? I know of a, I know of a tenant who did not pay for 12 years. And the landlord, for whatever reason, 12 years, that's serious oppression. Until he had to be forcefully booted out. Eventually. Praise God. I used to tell the landlord, the tenants in my father's house, some of them, they used to, be, they used to have problems with, I would say, see, I will never fight with you. 
two things. One, you don't own the house. Me, I own the house. So whatever you want to do, one day you will carry on. Hallelujah. Amen. So but the demonic stronghold is any type of thinking. Write it down. It's any type of thinking. Take notes. Again, it's the, the devil is only as strong as the stronghold that he, he has planted in your mind. He knows he has no access to your spirit because your spirit and that of God, they are one. But he plays with her minds. There are national strongholds. There are community strongholds. There are family strongholds. And there are even churches have strongholds built by the devil. Why? Because of wrong thinking. See, someone says, I, I, I'm not, I, I, no, I don't want to be engaged in spiritual warfare today. No, sorry. As long as you can think, you are in spiritual warfare. <laughs> as long as you can think, you are engaged in spiritual warfare. Because thoughts are generated by spirits. Jeremiah 29 verse 11. God says, I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Not all thoughts that come you, you may think that, oh, I'm the one thinking. It is not all thoughts that are generated by you. Satan shoots thoughts. I mean, thoughts. Praise the Lord. Satan shoots thoughts. I was sharing at the Yoruba, uh, 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 at the midweek service uh, in Yoruba church on Thursday. And I said to them, I said, we're looking at uh, the lessons from the three Hebrew boys. I said, one of the th lessons is that you should never be afraid. Because the devil shoots thoughts of fear. Amen. You know, so, you know, because... Because of their level, I told them, I said, now I heard that someone in, the, in one particular marketplace, someone, uh, the, the Yaloja was asking them, that, telling them that they should bring their PVC. If they don't bring their PVC, that is going to lock up the shops. And I said, you don't give in to it. That's an arrow that has been shot. They were not the ones that thought the thing, I mean, thought they thought. The thought didn't emanate from them. It came from outside. And so, because they are afraid, hey, my means of livelihood, let it not, you know, be destroyed. Let it not be taken away from me. Some of them will bunduciously go and submit. Ah, me over here, allow. Ah, you understand? And then it cripples them from doing the things they want to do. That's the, that's, that's the nature of demonic activities. Praise God. Tell your neighbor, forget Nollywood. Amen. It's not... How many of you have seen the devil in black before? With a red, with a horn. Amen. He's got no tail. 
praise God, he shoots those thoughts. Amen. You hear a news. Earthquake in Turkey kills 23,000 people. A, a news that should naturally not make you is you are, you are not talking. You are not in talking. You don't experience such a thing. And then the devil now comes and shoots and says, you see, nowhere is safe in the world. What has nowhere safe in the world got to do with talking? But, and the person buys it. Hallelujah. And then starts to run. What had happened? A stronghold is, bro, is, is growing in the person's mind. How? By an arrow. That's why the Bible says we are not ignorant of the schemes. Eh? Praise God. What do we do with the shield of faith? Ephesians chapter 6. We are going to get there. But what do we do with it? He said, We said, We quench every fairy dart. You know that arrow, fairy that has fire. What's the purpose? To poison and to burn. Hallelujah. That's the nature of it. It's a demonic activity. Hear me. It's a demonic activity. Don't just say it's harmless. That's why you've got to be careful what you watch. It's not everything that you watch here or you hear or you listen to. Jesus said, take heed what you hear. Come on, tap two, three people. Tell them, take heed, take heed. Say, what does it mean to take heed? That's Bible language. It means to pay attention. Pay attention to what you hear. Because, see, you know we have both outer and inner ear, isn't it? Hallelujah. Because shots, shots or darts. Praise God. If, if, if it was in the 21st century, if Paul was in the 21st century, he will, he will, he will use darts. He will use, um, maybe he will use AK-47. Flying all over the place. Because if you go and fight warfare with a bow and arrow, in these days, before you even put the mold, I mean, the, your head has been blown off. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, it is a, a demonic stronghold. Is any type of thinking that exalts itself above the knowledge of God. Second Corinthians chapter 10. Look at it. He says, casting down imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Let me read this from the mirror translation. Praise God. It says, every lofty... Mm, 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 mm. Yeah, from verse 4. It says, the dynamic of our strategy is revealed in God's ability to disengage mindsets 
and perceptions that have held people captive in pseudo fortresses for centuries. Did you hear that? Mindset. Somebody say mindset. Perceptions. Hallelujah. For example, where my wife comes from, they say they don't eat buffaloes. Hunters don't hunt for buffaloes. Their symbol is a symbol of the buffalo, isn't it? I think, is that not your, the symbol of philology? Yeah. He said, why? Because old wise fables, fabu, <laughs> remember on Wednesday we looked at it. First Timothy chapter 4, chapter 1, verse 4. First Timothy chapter 4, also verse 7. He said, don't pay attention to old wives, fabu. Amen. Legend has it that whoever the founder of Ilaluji is had a pact, right? The buffalo led him somewhere or something. The buffalo led him to get water when he was thirsty. And so made a pact with the buffalo. A nobody, a non-aggression pact with buffaloes. And people have bought that for centuries. So if you, if you ever kill a buffalo in Ileoluji, ha! They must make sacrifices because you have uh, what have you done to the land? You have desecrated the land. All things were given by God and to be received with thanksgiving. But these perceptions have run and mindsets have run for centuries over a whole community where you even have professors. Did you see that? Hallelujah. You have, even Christians are there. Amen. And if you go and meet many of those who say, eat buffalo, say, eat. They are not yet liberated from that mindset. So the weapons of our warfare, hallelujah, they are not carnal. He said, look at verse 6. He says, every lofty idea, listen, any mindset that is above or against the knowledge of God, right, is allow me to use uh, 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 street language, is priding himself. It's actually pride in action, in manifestation. 
I remember a friend of mine said, he, after I got born again, he went to meet an uncle of his. You know, an uncle, an uncle of his had that he was not a Christian, right? And now called for him. That was a professor. That was like, hmm, I hear you are now following all those SU. You are now born again. He said, yes. He hmm, hmm. You don't know much. You see, we have done those things before. You know, there, 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 there is higher knowledge now, higher. That, those ones, they are, just, they, are, they are just deceiving you. That's pride. Anything that is not in God's word that you hold dear to you, right, is a stronghold. And if you don't want to release it, that is pride. And the Bible says pride goes before destruction. So he says, every lofty idea and argument, so is the argument, positioned against the knowledge of God is cast down and exposed to be a mere invention of our own imagination. We arrest every thought that could possibly trigger an opposing threat to our redeemed identity and innocence at spare points. Peer. At gunpoint. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. So that's how we've got to deal with it. I'm reading this to you so that you'll be able to know the intensity of the battle. And that you don't, you don't play with it. Praise God. When my, when my children was much younger, you know, somebody threatened them. I think it was a house help. And threatened them, said, cockroach, see cockroach, see cockroach. I, I, I stood up. I said, you'd never threaten my children with cockroach. you never say, he's harmless. No, I'm less. Yesterday, we were talking with some, some people. And then, you know, a woman saw two, two cats running. And he just said, well, like these are the cats that they are owned by. We know the owners of the cats. And she recounted an experience that she had that builds that thing in her. Hallelujah. Because in Africa, right, cats are imagine the and you, you know the way we people celebrate cats. They are more important than human beings. But here, hey, cats. Especially if they are black. Ah! You see, you see, shall you see, you see, shall you see the mindsets now that has been built on you? you as long, you've been a Christian for this longer. You, you Someone said we've got to demolish this, sir. Some people actually, there are people here who cannot afford, they, they can never own a cat in their house. say, cat in my house. Because once they think cat, the, the, the first thing that comes to their mind is a witch. Hallelujah. He said, anything that could possibly trigger an opposing threat. To our identity as fair point, the caliber of our weapon is empowered by the revelation of the 
ultimate consequence of the obedience of Christ. I'm going to explain that on Wednesday. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. So this is how intense it is. A demonic stronghold is any type of thinking that exalts itself above the knowledge of God, thereby giving the devil a secure place of influence in an individual's thought life. So it gives the devil now begin can begin to influence your influence you influence your thoughts influence your actions. Amen. You see a man who is a tyrant in his house because he believes that the women are supposed to the wife is supposed to be under, and when they say under, they mean. As in under, under my feet. What? Did he come with that mindset from heaven? No. If an arrow was sought, I'm going to tell you three. I'm going to tell you. We're going to share about the three sources of of, of strongholds in the course of in the course of this teaching. Amen. Sought, and he took it. Started to run his life that way, and he will be so convinced, and that's the that's the danger of 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 of, of, of wrong mindset because right thought it's all about thoughts. Thoughts are meant to be believed. Hallelujah. You came to a place where you accepted the thinking that Jesus is Lord and that Jesus is God and that Jesus is Savior and that when, if you don't get born again you are going to hell and you have stood there. You stood there. Nobody can convince you otherwise. It's like somebody coming to meet me now and say, ah, miracles have gone. Healing, healing. Healing has gone. In fact, God only does healing. He only does healing uh, to uh, uh, anybody. Any it's only when he decides that he's going to heal if he ever heals at all. And you now come and you say you want to convince me about that. No, because I know that I know that I know that I know that God heals. He still heals today. I have experienced it countless times. So that has built the mindset. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, watch your mind. Come on, watch your mind. Watch your mind. Even when you are sleeping, the devil is still shooting arrows. Through dreams. <laughs> Through dreams. I had a dream that I should not travel and I saw myself in, a, in an accident and I wanted, you know, and I, 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 I saw there was blood all over the place. That means that the blood-sucking demons are on the road today. Therefore, I am not going to travel. Meanwhile, you just watched a movie the night before. Glory to God. Oh, you read in the newspaper. 
Ankara Bridge, there was a major accident. Praise God. She, 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 you know, a lot of people are afraid to travel now. Travel by road now. Why? Why? Because of bandits. Meanwhile, there are people who are still traveling there on the roads every day. You see that? The weapons. What has happened? Arrows have been shot. Strongholds have been built. So even if the Holy
how many demons were living inside the madman of Gadara? They were called legion. And a legion, right, is anything upwards of 6,000. A legion of soldiers, 6,000. So when we say we are legion, so we know that this man had a minimum of 6,000 demons living inside him and he could still stand. That's, that's, that is how weak evil spirits are. And that's how powerful man is. See, Jesus drove them out and they entered into 2,000 animals. And they, at, at, at that instant, they all ran into the sea and perished. Now, let me tell you how powerful the believer is. Jesus stood and with a word drove out 6,000 and they had to leave. Hallelujah. One will put a thousand to flight. Two of you, ten thousand. Are you listening to me? <laughs> but you know what? You know, how come Lefereghedish demand higher? How come a human being can command demon spirits to go and harm somebody else? Amen. The stronghold that the devil has built in mind has made man to think he's subservient to demonic spirits. Meanwhile, what is happening? What happens is this. God, the earth belongs to, I mean, the heavens belong to God. The earth he has given to the sons of men. Man is the one in charge of this earth. And so any spirit that wants to operate on the earth must operate through a man. <laughs> must operate through a man. So demonic activities, right, cannot be ripe on the earth except man, right, agrees and walks with demonic spirits. Hallelujah. So even in church, you can get demonic strongholds in church if the wrong doctrine is taught. Glory to God. Let me round up. Let me round up. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Let me round up with Peter. Jesus told Peter, hey guy, three times you are going to deny me. He said, hey, Kamari. Never. Me. Never. If everybody else denies you, me. If anywhere you go, I'm ready to die with you, sir. Yes, uh, before this night ends three times. Jesus said, Peter, Satan has determined to sift you like wheat. Peter said, lie, lie. It's not me. Mm. How did the devil 
get him. Hallelujah. It was through a mind game. Because shortly after that, they were asking who was the greatest. Amen. And you know, because Peter was the, you know, so he won the argument. Hallelujah. He did not humble himself. And so through pride, the enemy got the better of him. And when it was now time for him to display his, his so-called loyalty, what happened? He fell like a pack of cards. Humble yourself before the Lord. Right? Or rather, submit yourself unto God. James chapter 4 verse 7. And resist the devil and he will flee. So in spiritual warfare, the Bible says you are to submit yourself unto God. How do you submit yourself? By accepting him, accepting what he says about you. And staying with it. Then you can now resist the devil. Someone else says, the devil comes and, and says, ah, mm, mm, God is not going to hear your prayer. Mm, mm, you, uh, 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 you are paying for the... The reason why things are very difficult for you is because you are paying for the sins of your father's house. Haven't you noticed? Look at it, look at it, look at Look at your brother, look at your sister, look at your uncle, look at your auntie, look at your granduncle, look at this one, look at... So, so how are you going to escape? <laughs> Praise God. What do you do? You don't submit yourself to that. You submit yourself to God. That's why the knowledge of God is very important. How do you submit yourself to God? What has God said? God has said, I am and greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Praise God. God, God has said, whatever I lay my hands to do, I will prosper. God has said uh, that he's going to, he's the one that opens doors uh, and no man can shut. Uh, God has said that uh, uh, he wishes above all things that I prosper and be in good health. That when you accept that, that is submitting to God. Submitting to God is not uh, covering your head. That's not submission. You can, be, you can be submitting on your head and be rebellious uh, on the outside. Hallelujah. So the nature of spiritual warfare, demonic activities arrive. But what do you do? Hallelujah. You start to build on the knowledge of God. The knowledge of God is a knowledge of what God has said about himself and what God has said about you. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The Bible says we should not fear their fear. I think I need to say, someone needs to hear that. Don't fear their fear. Epitanon Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't fear their fear. Don't bow to the fears of the devil. For you see, Fear is false evidence appearing real. It just appears real, but it's a false evidence. What evidence do you have? You have the evidence of God's word. Stand to your feet, everybody.